TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you, and as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce the co-founder of The Wellness Couch. He is en route to the northern beaches of Sydney. He has been good enough to join us from his hire car, Damien Christoph, How are you, a worldly traveller? Doing great, thanks, Pierce. Wonderful to be with you, uh, albeit I'm in Sydney traffic. Uh, on the way up to Mary Warner's practice and being a power of food for you tonight, uh, in Narrabeen, so that's going to be good fun. How, how do you squeeze into the two-metre lanes of Sydney's outer stretches of the CBD? <laughs> I, don't, I don't reckon they're two metres, mate. I reckon they're about six feet wide, 1.83 centimetres. They're, uh, <laughs> they are tight. They're tight, and everybody feels like it feels like everyone's going a little bit faster than what the speed limit tells you you're allowed to go, so it's always high pressure, high pressure. Yeah, talking about... And, and I'm doing a podcast. Well, this is this is very game of you. As I say, uh, I always remember in in radio folklore, one of the great audio snippets is when um, do you remember on SEN Radio in Melbourne when Mark Allen had a car accident live on air when he was being interviewed by Kevin Bartlett, and Did he? Yeah, really? it is one of the great pieces of audio. Mark about that. <laughs> I'll chat with Marco about that. That's hilarious. Oh, I like think he was in a Mercedes, mate. and I you just saw him down at the golf course. <laughs> And uh, he's like, when he was sponsored by Mercedes, he was in the Mercedes, and he said, "Oh, KB, I've just had a car accident." And KB's like, "Oh, by Jingos!" And it's just the most hilarious bit of <laughs> radio. But uh, we we're talking earlier before we recorded how we're so used to our high tech microphones and our good audio quality. And I said, "You know, we've grown up with yeah. radio and yeah. so many people calling in on their landline or or their mobile phone." I thought, let's do a bit of an old fashioned podcast. Let's not try and get together in a quiet room because that's getting harder and harder. Let's do it the old-fashioned way. And so yeah. I'm pumped to be talking to you on a normal everyday phone, that being an iPhone X, no doubt, for you these days and um, us having a chat. It's with, a, with a, I suppose, um, I didn't talk to you about this earlier, but I thought it would be nice of us, Damo, just to dedicate this episode of 100 Not Out to the now late, um, yeah. beautiful Tess Lay who, who recently passed away. Yeah, that's a great call, DC. Um, very heavy heart yesterday finding out that uh, Tess had passed away um, a day earlier and uh, and she'll have her funeral in the next couple of days, which I'm fortunate enough to be able to attend. So I'm looking forward to getting to that and just showing the family my respects and um, wishing, wishing them all the best. And um, with a sign of respect, being there in attendance with hopefully hundreds of other people just um, sending her off with lots of love. Absolutely. And we interviewed Tess. I was just looking it up. We interviewed Tess on episode 271 of 100 Not Out. And at that time, she, she had cancer um, and was um, really educating us on the process um, and journey that she was going through. Um, and it was, it yeah. was a very raw interview. And she, uh, up until her, her last day, um, just lived with so much courage and, um, you know, we were always inspired. You obviously saw her regularly um, through your work as a chiropractor. Uh, we were both fortunate to be there when she renewed her vows with her husband, Jeremy, around Christmas time last year. Uh, but she's been a great member of the Wellness Couch community, been to events and supported a number of the 
podcast hosts in um in their various adventures and and she was just just a just a, an angel to be around just good company a good human being yeah absolutely and you know she uh she came from quite a uh you know almost a celebrity background i don't know if you know all the details there but she's uh, she grew up in a family that was incredibly successful and, and very very well known in melbourne but you would never know because she was so down to earth and such a you know a well-rounded, well-grounded person, um, but very strong in her mind as to what she wanted to achieve and how she was going to achieve it. Uh, you know, so she's an independent woman, um, in her own right, smart and intelligent, and uh, and a successful mother too at that. And, uh, and, and but you know, even though she was probably born with some degree of um, of extra helping hand than say other people might have been, you would never have known it. She was just the kind of person that would go out of her way to help everybody out. Yeah, no, beautiful words, beautiful words. So, um, yeah, it's just it's uh, it's uh, particularly thinking of of you and the adventures you've been on in the last um, couple of months. It, it really is a um, life has a way of you know we talk about when it rains it pours, but life definitely has a way of challenge challenging us in waves, does it not? Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. You know. Um, Yesterday at the practice, you know, I think just because there's been so many things happening, obviously, Papa having a stroke and then passing away and layers upon layers upon layers of heaps of other things going on. Um, there was tears shed in the practice. Trudy was quite upset and I was upset and um, I know Amber was very, very shocked as well. And so it just, you just kind of go, wow, another, another person, another loved person. And then I think two or three other practice members came in yesterday and said that they'd lost someone that they loved just uh, in the last 24, 48 hours as well. So there's a lot of people moving on from this planet at the moment and um, hopefully they're going to bigger and better things. Mm. Now, it feels it feels uh, awkward to change the subject, but I would love to, as I said, we dedicate this episode of 109 to a uh, to Tess Lay. Um, but I would love to talk to you and something that really I suppose Tess really became even more uh, determined to communicate um, in her final months as well. But something that I've been thinking about, I'm off to Perth on oh, tomorrow, Thursday, to run our wellness base camp, our first one for the year. Um, I'm thinking about my talk and what's going to be be presented. And there's something that I'd love to chat with you about because it does, um, it nags away at me. And I thought, who better to kind of have a live conversation about this with than, than you as we, as we record? Uh, cause you're in Sydney about to do the yeah. power of food for probably what the 200th time, if not more. Oh, plus. Yeah. Plus. I've been doing it for 15 years and I do 20 a year at least. And some, in some of those years, I, um, I did one every single week, so fifty a year. So for so, three yeah, or four years, so hundreds and hundreds and um, hundreds. I've done it hundreds of times. Yep. So I reckon, though, um, even even long before the very first power of food, um, you were yep. you were scared uh, about what uh, you were going to do with your with your career. I mean, you, your your professional story is a really great, for want of a better term, rags to riches story. You know the the failed accountant student that had a health crisis and, and met a naturopath and became a naturopath and a chiropractor and the rest. But I feel like there's a conversation and the conversation I think I want to have with people on the weekend is just the courage it takes to um, honour the, the little nagging intuition, not like the obvious intuition, but the little nagging 
intuition that comes up because I had this event recently and this might sound so ridiculous, but it, it, it hit me in the face so hard. I was at the football. Uh, it was round one. It was a Melbourne versus Port Adelaide. And I got a message from Sarah with a picture of our back door shattered uh, shattered to pieces, like, like a whole, as if like a human had jumped through the back door in one of those Hollywood glass plates, you know, where it all just shatters. And then she sent me a second picture. Yeah. With Darby, uh, a band-aids all over his arms, um, and the oh. the caption was a lucky escape. Um, whippersnipper, you know, gardener caught a blight, caught a caught a stone in the backyard. You know, Darby was leaning against the window watching him do his work, and oh. obviously a stone caught up and went bang. And it's just, I'm in Melbourne, you know, at the football with thousands of people all around me, and I feel like my world just kind of went. And Brett Hill. Yeah, and Brett Hill and my dad, and I didn't want to tell them because I was like so just, you know, come to grips with it. So I've just kind of left when just kind of walked downstairs and called Sarah and didn't know what to think. Felt felt incredibly powerless. But the thing was, in the days leading up to it, it was nothing specifically that this gardener had had done. But I had this nag, this little completely illogical nag that I shouldn't choose him to do this cleanup work for. For the house again, it was nothing personal. It was just like, ah, oh. there was another guy that I actually had asked to do it, but he couldn't do it, and so I took a neighbor's recommendation for this person. But something again, it was so yeah. illogical, I couldn't even put my finger on it. And I only said to Sarah just on the couch last night, I said, I really want to tell you this because I just want to give you permission, babe. If you ever feel this this little nag to like not do something, just you don't even have to explain it, but just say that. It just doesn't feel right. I can't put my finger on it, but it just doesn't feel right. Uh, I just don't want to do it. But I didn't have the courage, or not the courage, not even the word. It just didn't make any sense to not book this guy in because we needed it done. It's only gardening. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? And thankfully, I'd, we yeah. dodged a bullet. Like, it oh, could have yeah. been so much worse. Yeah, totally. Lucky it didn't get him in the eye or all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I just kind of figured, you know, yeah. you're up in the Northern Beaches about to do something for the gazillionth time. But can you talk to us about the times when, you know, you've had a little nag that you either acknowledge because this would have nagged you to either be a naturopath and then to be a chiropractor. Like, just tell people, was it like this overwhelming, like, burst of inspiration? You must do this now. Your life won't be complete without it. Like this, for want of a better term, epiphany or, and I'm probably tipping because I reckon most people like this, or it was just, a lot of just little nagging nudges of intuition that at some point you decided that you had to um, follow the nudge? Well, that's an unbelievably great question because in both situations, um, for me, it was a calling, I would say. So naturopathy was definitely a calling for me. Um, And not a nudge, it was kind of like a smack in the head, like get doing this. You know, that was was really, it was a big thing. Yep. Um, And then... For, you know, when I was thinking about, you know, do I want to be an naturopath the rest of my life? It was a big, you know, big flash of the obvious, the BFO. Um, <laughs> that said, um, Damo, you got to be a Cairo. And so I, I followed that. But then there was a massive big thing saying, you've got to go to New Zealand. And uh, even though I had a lot of things saying don't go to New Zealand, don't go. Yeah, like logical reasons why. This is what I this is what I want to have to talk about. Like when all the logic says don't do something, but you've got this little nag that says, I know it doesn't make sense, but yeah. Well, that was the thing. That was the thing. I think 
like for me, I think I'd had a lot of herbs in the lead up to making the decision to be a naturopath. And so it was, it was quite a jovial moment, you know. <laughs> it wasn't serotonin making me laugh, but I was, um, I was definitely keen to become a naturopath because I thought that I could help people out. And that was, that was always what I wanted to do. I always wanted to help people out, you know, from, I suppose, early aspirations of being a vet, um, then maybe, um, an accountant who could help people earn more money or do better things with their money it was only ever really about helping people out. And then when I learned I could be a naturopath, I was like, wow, I'm going to be able to help people out. Mm. That's going to be cool. So, uh, that's, that was easy. Oh, that was easy. But, and there was nothing telling me to not do it. Everyone's going, you, that's great. I had a few mates go, oh, don't worry, Damo, you couldn't do accounting, but I'm sure you make a great naturopath. I had a few people saying that, but that was kind of all tongue in cheek sort of stuff. But from a chiropractic perspective, I'm pretty sure, except for my girlfriend uh, at the time, might have said to me, you know, well, maybe it was my ex girlfriend, I think she was, her sister was a physiotherapist. She's like, a chiropractor? Why would you want to be a chiropractor for? And, but <laughs> apart from that, everyone was going, yeah, great idea, great idea, that's awesome. Um, and so, so tell us about the New Zealand one, yeah, because that's what I think people would love to know. When all of the all of the logic, and this is where I feel like people struggle in all areas of life, is to defy logic and to let intuition win over. Like, how did you develop the courage to follow your heart rather than your head? I just drove past a car with a number plate BFO. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I know. That was just amazing and then wow and then that number plate said e a y like a oh my gosh he was not looking at number plates um and well okay so michelle and i had jackson and then uh we had met brian kelly and michelle's her singing career was starting to really take off she's doing some great stuff and um, Brian said he was going to move to New Zealand and we should go to New Zealand as well. And so I was like, well, what's New Zealand going to offer this different harm? And he told me all these things and went back and said to Mish, said, Mish, we should go to New Zealand. She goes, okay, let's go to New Zealand. So we were heading to New Zealand and Brian, with all of his contacts and teed up some work with Neil Finn um, from the Great Australian Band, Crowded House. Wow. And they, yeah, and... Michelle was going to do some session work with Neil Finn and that would have been a, a great thing you know if you think about who did some great work with Neil Finn Vic Wunger who was a you know a great singer Sway my way don't come and go come and go like you do a great song yeah that one great song and uh, and so in the same sort of era as when um, as Mish was kind of getting going so they could have been really, really good, but, um, you know, things didn't go in the right direction. Michelle and I ended up separating, and I still felt this calling that I had to get to New Zealand. I, and I don't know whether or not it was an ego thing. Um, I told my mates that I was leaving RMIT. Um, I told my family that we're all going to New Zealand. Um, I'd done all that, and so I wasn't, I was still to this day not sure why I still went especially given that Jackson was going to be staying in Australia with Michelle. And that was, that was probably that the hardest decision I've ever made in my life was to move to New Zealand knowing that my son was going to be in Australia, mm. looked after by, um, you know, another man 
and and Michelle. And it was just such a weird feeling. Um, tough decision. But I knew some, something kept calling me, you've got to go to New Zealand, you've got to go to New Zealand. And so you go to New Zealand. Look, I wouldn't have the success I have today if I didn't go to New Zealand. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I had enormous opportunities. Um, I had all the time in the world. I was able to really um, work to my work ethic uh, and, and really pull out all the stops to make sure that the sacrifice that Jackson was making by letting his dad go overseas um, was going to be incredibly fruitful for him. So, you know, I, had to, I worked really hard to make sure that I came back with some success. And I had great success. So you kind of go, well, maybe, you know, all those little nudges in the right direction or, or listening to your intuition to go to New Zealand probably paved way, you know, allowed that to take place. Allowed for you to see me on television yep. in, uh, yep. in Donegal yep. in Ireland. You know, 100%. That would never have happened. So that wouldn't have happened. So where would the wellness couch be? Where would the wellness guys be? Where would all of these other podcasts that have you know been born off the wellness couch or the wellness guys, where would they be now? Where would you um, and Amber be? I suspected Amber and I wouldn't be. So, well, maybe we would because we met through my best mate, Ben, and his wife, Kerry. So maybe we would be together, but who knows? Sliding doors, yeah, right? So you don't yeah. know, but it was definitely it was definitely a turning point for sure. Yeah, wow. So there's, that's that's the thing is, um, it does open up all of these questions of when you, when if you reflect on times when you followed your intuition rather than, you know, just what made sense. There's often so many consequences, and many of them positive. Of course, there's some other challenging ones, but there's so many consequences where you can go, well, if that, you know, that may not have happened, and that may not have happened, and we'll never know what the alternative would have been. But I just think it's so. Um, and it does come back to some of the previous episodes we've done on sliding doors and synchronicity. But I just think it's so important and maybe it's just the, the way that I think but I just think it's so important to remember that intuition has its payoffs in, in some of the most beautiful ways and the price of it is is fear really. I think that's, the, that's why a lot of people aren't prepared to pay the price because it's so much easier to make a logical decision that doesn't really test you out and it feels comfortable and safe and you know, a bit easier uh, than doing the harder one that's, you know, wrapped with uncertainty that doesn't give you any guarantees that the only guarantee is that you'll have no idea what you're doing and you'll feel like you doubt yourself and you might be isolated and, you know, tested in so many ways. But, you know, given enough time, as your New Zealand example demonstrates, um, the fruits of it are magnificent. Yeah, yeah 100%. 100%. And like you said, you wanted to well, set that be, example. But they're not always... Yeah, they're not always magnificent. Like, there's been many a time when I've followed my gut feel, my intuition, and I've, it's been terrible. Terrible. Like, like, like hundreds like, of thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and so you know, given you that, make some bad calls by just listening to your intuition. Yeah, so that's what I was going to ask. Well, I was going to say, like, given that, um, reflection on that, do you feel that those calls were, yeah, so... Because then I go, okay, well, there's no mistakes in the world. So if you were if you were making those decisions from your gut, from your from your intuition, like they truly felt like the absolute best decisions at the time, and you don't look back and go, oh, there was a bit of writing on the wall there that I just conveniently didn't see. Do you feel like those decisions were 100 percent the most intuitive best decisions you could have made? No, not at all. But in like in the same vein, um, you know, you're. You're asking the question, you know, when did you follow your gut and ignored the, um, you know, the logic 
And so there was some things that were logical that would say, Damo, don't go into business with people like that. Yes. But I go, no, no, it's going to be okay. You know, we'll be fine. Yes. And so the, the, the you know, the optimist in me goes, ah, no, we'll, we'll be fine here. Don't stress about it, Damo. It's going to be, it's going to all be okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, which is far more my modus operandi as well. Yeah, it's like the yeah the logic says yeah absolutely agreed. So yeah, so given those business decisions, intuitively, what you're saying is they did feel like the best decision. But but logically, yeah. if an accountant came along and said X Y Z, you'd be like, well, that's fine, but we're not going to make this decision purely based on logic. Yeah. So there's a question for you then. Like, how do you marry the two? Yeah, how do you yes. like, bring? logic into intuition like do you look at intuition first and write down your feelings around it and then you know go with the logic and then see whether or not that changes your intuition is that, logic is often that comes works? down to it with financials and more measurables doesn't it like i think some of the logic yeah. is subjective where people will give you really just their opinions but like in your example about business which is a perfect example um i don't necessarily think there's a right answer but i do feel like there's times when you know, some people with, say, more conservative financial outlook would say one thing and others with a more higher risk tolerance would, would say another thing. Um, but I don't, I don't tend, my, my belief is that there, are no, that there are no mistakes. So my belief is that you didn't make the wrong decision. You made the right decision. Um, it's not just character building, but it actually shows a whole level of resilience that you then share with your family, particularly your son. It's good for him to know that things don't go your way all the time. How you respond to it is actually the lesson um, and the way that you've responded to those challenges yeah. has been impeccable. And if you'd made, for, for insert quotation marks, the right decision, um, then what would Jackson have learned from all of that? Because you still have no guarantee that those business ventures would have, would have succeeded had an alternate decision been made um yeah. that's just me thinking about it out loud but you know um because it's easy like if i think of my own particularly financial decisions that, that i've made in my own life i think gosh like if i didn't make there's probably five decisions financially that i could have made uh that if i'd made them i could be I, I i say i would be financially better off but i don't know that that's just what i say if i didn't spend yeah. 10 grand on a network marketing initiative that went bust if I didn't spend another 10 grand on another network marketing initiative that didn't go bust if I didn't spend a certain 10 grand on on a business um, plan that was probably never going to work um, this is literally back in my early 20s you know I thought well what could I have done with the money but who knows I may have pissed it up against the wall every Saturday night for six months like who knows well, this is it you know you could have done other things but you would have learned lessons along the way yeah so, you know, they're yeah. curly questions, aren't they? But yeah, I think it's... A... Have, well, you might not have ever done Tony Robbins' course, might you? Like, let's say, for example, you didn't do any MLM. You may never have come across yeah. the, the great man Tony Robbins. Well, they, yeah, then that's the thing. Um, like, they never... You know, the, the personal growth events, um, they never make financial sense because if you're spending two, three, four, five, ten grand, there's logically so many other things that you could spend that money on. Um, so I think personal yeah. growth is a fascinating industry because it's all values based. It's not logic. It's never logic. Logic always says don't do it. Like no. pay it off the mortgage or go on a holiday or go and buy a new car or a new bed or whatever it is. Um, but it's yeah, like you said, like what would you? Yeah, there's so many other. I just think it's a really good conversation to have. I'm so glad we had it because there are so many ifs, buts, and maybes. Um, but at the end of the day, when you do, when you do follow your gut, um, I do feel like there's 
it's it's easier to be more graceful in your retrospect than if you didn't. You know, even those business stories, I'm like, well, you know, I mean, outside looking in, I can see so many benefits to those decisions. But I think it's just easier when you go, well, it's like it's like sport. I put everything on the table. I gave it my all. We still lost, but at least I can say I gave it my all. I feel a bit like that with intuition. It's like, well, I followed my gut. Yes, it didn't work out this time, but I'd much prefer to have followed my gut and put give it my all than made the safe decision yeah. and maybe I would have won but it may not have been a, um, a fulfilling win so to speak 100% yeah I agree with you I agree with you so, a bit like backing for Rick's been following my gut oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, there we go there we go well I hope you've reached your destination because we've reached our destination on this episode of 100 Not Out and um, I do look forward to seeing you in the flesh at Brett Hill's wedding in early May uh, which as we record this is only about a month away so um, it's always nice to speak hey, with guys. you uh, most weeks on 100 Not Out, but I'm looking forward to a bit of in real life, in the flesh, DK time, and uh, a few times after that uh, on the beautiful Greek island of Ikaria, where we celebrate our third 100 Not Out longevity experience. We are there September 4 to 13 for 10 days on the island where people forget to die. If you'd like to join us, head on over to 100notout.com to check it out. Speaking of which, I haven't seen the latest edition of the Go Vita Go Mag, but... Uh, I know we're in there, page two and three um, of the GoMag uh, in oh, all good GoVita stores around the country. So I better I better rock up to GoVita Byron Bay and uh, have a look yeah. for the GoMag. I'm going to go to GoVita Southland and check it out. Check it out. I might call GoVita and get some magazines for my practice. Oh, good idea. You got any yeah, good contacts there? Great. Yeah, I do, I do actually. <laughs> I've got some of the best. Good, good. Big shout good. Out to yeah, we love good. you, Anne. You rock. Um, Damo, all the best thanks, tonight, thanks, and, and to Greg, all the best tonight um, thanks, at uh, at Murray's uh, up on the northern beaches and to the hundreds of people you will continue to inspire tonight and beyond. Thanks again for always giving us your time on 100 Not Out. Uh, listeners, we would love Sorry, your great, feedback. Thank oh, you, thank you, thank you. We would love your feedback, listeners. You can head on over to the Wellness Couch Facebook page. Make sure you join the Facebook uh, group, the Wellness Couch Tribe. That's where we have all the great conversations of everything health and wellness Um, and until next week thanks for your support and continue as always to make the rest of your life the best of your life bye for now this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter The Wellness Couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.